So. What did Ben do? He went and got a music degree. Mm-hmm. The man has no musical talent whatsoever. <laughs> and he went out and got a music degree. He adjusted. He adapted. Mm-hmm. And but he made right. it His- work for him. Welcome to the Drinking with Friends podcast, episode four, The Cluster Cast, with Pam Flips and Shonks. <laughs> Brought to you by Doritos, our new sponsor, Doritos, Jameson, Coquito. Co- homie Coquito. For my wife, Vicky. Is she Mexican? No. You're she Puerto Rican? To the Drinking Maybe with Friends she's podcast. Oh, starring Dan. So Puerto Dan. Rican by injection. And by Mark. injection. That's Colombian by injection. I've heard yes. that, that before. Hello, everybody. Ben brought some homemade uh, alcoholic beverages. Ben, can you please tell the audience what we're drinking? We are drinking Vicky's special coquito. We're drinking Vicky's coquito. Her coquito. <laughs> Is that what we're calling That's it? What we're calling Isn't it. Isn't there a dirty song? Un poquito coquito. Un poquito el coquito. No, it's not a poquito. Suavecito. I think it's the opposite of coquito. We can now see we're doing the bilingual version of our show because we can speak Espanol, bitches. La migra, la migra. Ay, carajo, no es muy bueno. So we're starting off with the coquito. With a poquito. Un poquito, coquito. Now, can and you explain what's in coquito for our yeah, Anglo yeah. friends? Let's get and the ingredients. Well, there's a whole biatch. bunch of different ways of making it. Mm-hmm. And the way uh, my wife Vicky makes it is with raisins. <laughs> Freshly squeezed raisins. You really, we really need this to be on video to see Mark's face. So the raisins... <laughs> I fucking hate raisins. Are set inside dark rum. And they let it soak for about four hours. So they're marinated or an hour. In it. One of those. That's good, Maisie, right there. Oh, stop. What are you, pleasing <laughs> my dog? dog. And She's then, my toes. What can I do? Jesus, Maisie, come on, and really? And then she adds coconut milk, coconut yeah. shavings, and uh, cinnamon, and one or two other things, uh, some other coconut And this was made especially stuff. for us? Yes. Yeah, it's got arsenic in it. Mm-hmm. And what other kinds of poison? Yeah, so it's good. Drink it all. Yeah, thanks. So it's got basically dark rum. Mm-hmm. buddy. Dark rum, coconut milk, coconut milk, coconut. Is something there anything else, else like the um, Coco Lopez or anything? Yeah, like one that? of those things. Okay. And then it also has cinnamon so sticks. Mm-hmm. And it would just let it sit in the refrigerator for. I think this has been sitting for two days. Oh, and it's really good. I think a nice round ice cube in this cup. Hmm. I think would really make it. Dan, while you're up, can you give me a round ice cube? Yeah. What'd you do? Dan peed on the floor. He's cleaning it up now. Yep, that coquito made me pee on the floor. Mm. I may need more coquito. While you're up, Dan. (laughs) Dan's cleaning the uh, the bunker down here. But yeah, this is delicious, Ben. She did a nice job on it. And it's just, you know, she's amazing because she just will say, hey, you want to make coquito? Yeah, I could could do that. And then we figure it all out. Okay, she figures it out. But nonetheless. Well, see, that's the exact thing I was thinking because I know that she's not Hispanic, 
And when you said that, I'm like, she can make coquito. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what else she like, what else she cooks for you, and what she can make. Now, I don't know if you remember her best friend Jade. <clears throat> she was the one who um, officiated our wedding. Oh, okay. At the Halloween party, she got dressed up as Slash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she made coquito for us, and that was really, really good. So this year, Ricky said, "You know what? Let me see if I can make it too." So we made a batch a while ago, and it came out really good. And then Did we you said, get the recipe tonight. from somebody, or was it no, an I th- online I, thing? I think an online thing. All right, very good. What did you say, Dan? Are you done cleaning up yet, Dan? No, I'm not done yet. Dan is making croutons. I would like a, I would like a, a round ice cube and a little more coquito. So that's what we're starting off with. We're starting off with the coquito, some snacks, some chips. And we have uh, some wine on tap, ready to go. We have uh, Bogle Vineyards, Central Red 2017 from California. I don't know why Dan's computer is making all this noise. Yeah. This is starting out to be quite the fuckery cluster, of a podcast. Cluster. Hello, everybody. Back again. Yeah, this is the uh, cluster cast. Oh, this is a mixture. Compelling red blend brings together the best of Petit Syrah, Syrah, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Old Vine Sinfandel. Unlike anything we've made before. Wasn't it a band Van Sinvidal? Yeah, didn't uh, didn't he just die? He died, yeah. <laughs> and I have a Cabernet Sauvignon from Cabernet? Cooper and Thief. Cabernet? From Cooper and Thief. Aged six months in rye whiskey barrels. Oh, nice. Rye whiskey barrels. That's going to get opened soon. Okay. We're ready. Oh, so I have a... Wait a minute. Nice round ice cube in my Did you uh, talk about the... I wasn't here. I just came back. That ice cube's not even going down. This place is um, spotless, Dan. Thank you (laughs) for getting on your hands and knees and cleaning, scrubbing the floors. Well, it's... What is it? Hispanic Awareness Month? Because now I'm aware I'm a Hispanic and I got to clean. I just cut the grass, too. We need a a nice, clean environment in which to operate. It's in my blood to clean the house. You do it, man. Jess. Yes. (laughs) You know, the funny I thing. I'm angry. I know you do. You're an angry Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. The funniest no, thing. The funniest thing is growing up and saying you're Colombian and people go, oh, yeah. what are your parents? Drug dealers? Yo, bitch, if they were, I wouldn't be fucking yeah. hanging around with you, yeah. you stupid fuck. <laughs> you know, there was always a story that <laughs> we thought my dad Dude, was I gotta a tell drug you dealer. Ben, ben, time out. Mm. Every time you go to tell a story that has some humor in it, you go, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I make myself laugh because I'm Dude. funny. Dude, <laughs> save the laughter for after the story. That that usually no, helps I got to precursor it. Okay, go cursor this. Go. I'm not going to tell the story now. Good, don't. I don't care. That's right, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else does. <laughs> so, Maisie. What are you doing now? No, that's mine. Far away after this setup. Maisie's my bitch. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today, kids? Well, 
I played a show last night mm. for the first time in, I don't know, probably a year and a half, if not more. And I was in the city in Manhattan for the first time in probably the same amount of time. Could you get me some of those twisty things? Those look really good. And so I played a show at the... Ba- what did you you paying for, by the by the twisty? <laughs> the fuck. So I played a show at the Bowery Electric. Where my, is that? It's on the Bowery. <laughs> is it on the corner of the Bowery and? It's on the Bowery and Second Street. Yeah, the Bowery and Second Street, just a block south of First Avenue. I think is the Bowery. And uh, it was fucking awesome. The show was proof of vax, so you had to show your vaccination oh, so. card or whatever. And that's the way it is in the city now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, at the same time, you go in there and you know that everybody's had their vaccinations. There were some people still wearing masks. I wore my mask for a little while, but we had three bands. Oh, you got it on there? Yeah, there's the uh, Can you Excelsior's do Pass. Oh. You mean the Excelsior pass? Yes, you close dumb enough. bastard. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. I am Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. I have Excelsior's. <laughs> no, he's got the Celsius pass. <laughs> Just in case you want to know what the temperature is in Europe. Fuck <laughs> 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 Anyway, so yeah, episode so three is up to a, a, Ben has a, a, the a bit of a extremity <laughs> pass, <laughs> the Celsius extremity pass. Where's this episode four? Is this episode four? Yes, yes. And so episode four is six. up to quite uh, is off to quite the start. So not only was it awesome for me to be back in Manhattan, and you come out of the tunnel and you have that giant Apple iPhone billboard in your face, <laughs> but it was pouring like a bitch last night. But it was still cool. It was still really cool to be in the city. And uh, the club was pretty cool. We had a great crowd. We opened for Reagan Youth. And, um, yeah, we just had a great show. It was freaking awesome. There were a ton of people there. Uh, Everybody was into it. There was slam dancing. There was screaming and yelling. Everybody had a good time. And it it just, it felt so awesome for me. To be back on a stage again and playing. You guys have played <clears throat> shows, but this is the first time I played a show in quite a while. Wow. Awesome, man. So how did you feel afterwards? I felt great, man. We hung out until all hours of the night, mm-hmm. hanging mm-hmm. out and just, you know, just soaking in the night mm-hmm. and how cool it was and all the people that we met. That's awesome. So we met a bunch of people and, yeah, everybody was super cool. So, so what's the name of your band again that played last night for the folks at home? Oh, I'm playing for uh, Madame St. Beatrice, and uh, she's a vocalist that lives in Manhattan. And uh, she's got original music that we've been working on for the past year or so. And I've been uh, recording with them and playing live shows with them. And um, it's awesome. They're great people. Now, not to label your music or her music, however you want to present it, but what type of music is it? What genre would it fall into, if any? It's, it's punk rock. There's some elements of pop and some hard rock elements. It's, it's, mm. it's in the hard rock genre with a little punk mixed in. That sounds cool. Is there anything on Spotify where we can hear it or anything? Well, if you go on her YouTube channel. Well, plug it, baby. She's got some, um, 
She's got some really cool videos up for the music we've been recording. And are you in the videos? Um, I'm not in any of the videos as of yet. And why is that? There might be some. I might be in a couple of live videos. Oh, nice! Like Wendy O. Williams in a plasmatics type mm. thing. Madame Saint Beatrice on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I realize that it 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 is just good for my soul mm -hmm. that I need to be performing. And, and, well, uh, speaking of out with people. Down with people, mm -hmm. up with dogs. No, you know, getting back to playing live, I played a gig last Saturday, which was attended by my two buddies over here. Woohoo! And it was a lot of fun. Um, I hadn't played out live in, God, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. That's been 2006, <clears throat> I guess, was the last yeah. one. Anyway, so it's been a while, and it was different music that I'm used to playing, but I have to admit, it went over pretty well. Now, you know, little glitches here and there, but for the most part, I was surprised at the amount of people who were actually dancing in front of us when we were playing. Yeah. Usually that never happens because we always played metal or we played stuff right. that nobody dances to. But this was an unexpected kind of fringe benefit from it. it was Everybody was having a good time, and it was just a lot of fun. And I, I really enjoyed it. And it was really good to, like Mark said, go out and play again in, in some normalcy. But... Also, kicking out all the old cobwebs and stuff, and, you know, you get the jitters from not playing for such a long, long time. You're always, man, I hope it goes well, and if something happens, well, yep. shit happened. But we dealt with it, and <laughs> we went on, and everybody had a good time. But I didn't expect the kind of reaction that we got because, again, it was a wide variety of different music. But the thing that stood out was all this classic pop rock stuff People really enjoy it. Right. So like what you were saying, sometimes the benefit of playing your original music is that you can make a mistake and no one knows. You know, you cover up. That's you right. learn to cover up. And it's, you know, lately I've been watching a lot of this stuff on like on YouTube. I was talking to Mark about some of this on the way here about people who break down songs and stuff. And there are some people who go and will let you know that this guitar player, look, at this point, fumbled, did something, but he's such a professional that he covers up and to the untrained ear, if you will, you'll never know. But to those who study the, the solo, know what's supposed to happen, realize, oh, something went wrong. Mm -hmm. But he covered up so well that it's just, it's almost even better than what the original thing would have been. So it's like they so, say a happy accident. Yes. And uh, Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just telling Mark on the way here, we might be playing a show next Friday. And know, where is this? Two Fridays, uh, October 8th. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, I'm just, we'll I'm just going to show Possibly up. not be there, Ben. Right. Especially if we don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, let's get in the car and just drive and see if we can find Ben. We'll listen. Yeah, we'll, we'll listen. We're we'll raining angels. It's like, where's Ben Doe? Rain of angels. Where's um, Ben Doe? It's, it's roll beer, down the windows, Dan. I think I hear raining angels. Okay. No, no, roll that's, down the that's windows. a car accident. <laughs> so we rehearsed Monday night, this past Monday. For those listening at home, it is Friday night. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, Mike, you're a hell of a guy. 
Thank, thank you for taking 24th. in Ben and keeping him okay, out of our okay, bands. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we hadn't rehearsed maybe two months now. And yeah, it's a little rusty, but somehow we just gelled really nice. So I was like, wow. And then when um, Mike was talking, he was just like, oh. Yeah, maybe we can play that show. I think we are ready. Just don't let me drink because the last time we played it was his birthday and he had a couple of drinks and uh, and it did not go over as well as we would like. That's a cool feeling when you get together and it just kind of clicks, you know, and you feel like, oh, wow, like, you, like Mike said, well, maybe mm-hmm. we can do this, you know, because you've been playing together for a while and you just have this chemistry and even though you've been away from it for a little while, sometimes it just comes right back. But I was always told this. There are three kinds of mistakes. There's a mistake that you make that only you know you made. There's a mistake that you make that you and the band members know you made. And then there's the mistake that everybody knows you made, (laughs) right? So it just depends on what kind of mistake it is. And like you said, how well you can cover it up. And, you know, some maybe less experienced musicians may just stop the song, you know, um, uh, there's been plenty of times where we're looking at each other on stage and the amps are in front of me, so I really can't hear hardly anything. And we get off track, right? I get ahead of the beat or something, or we come out of the part wrong, and half the band is off from the other half of the band. And if you can kind of figure out what's going on, I, I use the method where I watch the hands on the guitars, right? Because through practicing and stuff, like you know what part of the song the guitar is playing just by watching his hands. And sometimes you can get it back together that way. But if you make a mistake, a lot of times people will just stop the song and say, oh, let's let's start that one over again or whatever. But, you know, that's basically telling everybody, yeah, I screwed that up. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen twice. <clears throat> one was Paul McCartney. And one was Dan Schell. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Killjoy, when Ben dropped his bass. Yes. No, we did not stop. But you fucked up. <laughs> no? What notes did I miss? The Z minus note. Because mm-hmm. you weren't even playing Dude, you weren't Because even Ben's bass hitting the floor basically sound like his bass playing. <laughs> oh, oh. You know what? Wait. How about, I got to share something with night, you guys. I broke a string and I, I played to, the rest of the show without that string. I have string. to share this with you. Because I don't think we had time to even... Change this string. It was like the last song. I was like, oh, I know the last song I can play without that string. Right, right, right. Ben, you played all those songs without any strings. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one was... uh... That was Ben in the studio years ago when he popped the bass string. Oh, that was great. Let's hear that again. I have one. Hold on. Oh, no. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Hey, hey, be nice. I can make fun of that. Say anything. I'm just saying, don't, because you're mean and not wild. And the second one was Marilyn Manson. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. He just stopped everything. And I'm amazed when a band just like stops 
And you're like, oh, what the hell? And then they just start back, and that wall of sound just hits you. And it's just like, oh, that is so cool. These guys really are on their game. And, yeah. and they can do that. Yeah. It was just, mm-hmm. I, I still can't remember why he stopped everything. I think he made a comment to, like, there was someone in the audience just like, oh, you record producers or you record uh, execs and all that crap. Yeah, we play live or he, some comment like that. And then he just said, uh, start it up again. And they just, boom, right into it. And I was just like, damn. I think I saw him shoot Twiggy with one of those guns that shoots, like, um, T-shirts. Oh. But it was full of confetti, I think. And he shot him point blank on stage. That's confetti. Okay, so getting back to our original topic, celebrating the fact that we've been engaged in playing live music again, which is a lot of fun. It's great to see people having a good time, people getting into it. Mm -hmm. Oh, very nice. For all you people at home, you can't see what he's showing us, and I can't describe it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got this mask. The mask has a face on it, and it's like a, a mustached, bearded man with a cigar in his mouth. And it just looks really creepy when I put it on my face, because the top half of my face is mine, obviously, and the bottom half is... Oh, wait, I thought... I thought was, it was yours. That was a mask? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to smoke cigars indoors in the city. You know that. Mm. Mm, but you belong in the city. <clears throat> you belong in the city. Mm-hmm. I was going to have a nice celebratory cigar last night after the show, but things got too out of hand for too long, too late, and uh, the moment passed. So uh, one of the next two nights. Oh, no, well, maybe hmm. tomorrow at Dan's gig. No, well, maybe tomorrow at Dan's gig. I'll oh, have a celebratory right, cigar. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night city. for everybody who's interested, uh, you'll probably hear this after the event <laughs> itself, but whatever. Tomorrow, Dan's, Dan's band is dropping their... CD slash album release. The band's name is Inner Love. They're pretty good. In fact, they're damn good. How's that? Because they're not pretty good. Pretty good. It's like, eh. No, they're very, very talented. Uh, they write all original music. It's great. Everybody who goes to the shows falls in love with them. Their first gig that we went to, their first gig ever, they blew us all away. They were tight. The songs yeah. were very good. Professionally... Uh, written songs and they sound great and you know when you listen to the music on spotify it's it's polished it's really really good stuff i highly recommend you listen to it yeah and i'm not into the type of music that they play but they're very tight the music is catchy um it's good music and they're a really good band so when i saw them live i was very impressed thanks and then getting back to a point you made the last two or three podcasts ago when we, I asked you, hey, what do you look for in a band when somebody hits you up with the uh, friend request and then nails you with the uh, like my band? Yes. That whole conversation that, that went into, you know, what do you look for? And you said, yeah, I like to see a band that's like into it and they're all, you know, together in it and it shows. Well, dance right. band, same, that's, that's to me, that's the prime example. When they're on stage, they're together. They like to be together on stage in front of people. Some bands, they're, you know, standing around, whatever. But they're together, and you can feel the energy that they're all unified in making this work. So when you said that, that was the first thing that crossed my mind was my son's band and how that comes across. 
when they play live. And, and you can tell, you know, you can tell when a band is into what they do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and these guys, I saw an interview with them too, Inner Love. And, um, you know, they really seem to get along. They really seem to be like a, um, a tight-knit group of guys, which is also very important when you have a band. It's odd, you know, when you talk about the bands and gel and all that stuff, I really, really enjoy playing the Reign of Angels songs. Sometimes I don't like listening to them. I, I, I can't explain it. Mm. You know, it's just maybe it's me playing and I don't like listening to myself play or, or anything like that. I can identify. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy I playing that. the songs live. I enjoy when other people hear it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe you play too much. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. But um, maybe something I need to work on. But I just find it odd sometimes listening to yourself. Something to work on. Have you played a live a gig in front of people with these guys yet or not? Play two. We can hopefully play another oh, the one. But, so I'm going out and I'm seeing these bands. I saw a band after Jones Crusher, I guess they were the after treat. What's <laughs> an after treat? <laughs> it was like after midnight. <laughs> it was the like after three guys. Were breath and then all what I thought exactly about was, is an after treat. <laughs> was us three. I said, that could be the three of us playing at like two in the morning, like we haven't done that before, mm -hmm. to nobody. But they're oh. out there jamming, and they're in their late 50s, maybe early 60s. Wow. And they're just going at it. And Were they good? Like, they were really good. And they were just having fun up there. Yeah. So was it? So were they playing it at, at an elderly um, old folks' home? Was it an assisted living? There was some bar facility. I, you know why they could They didn't play to anybody because there's no wheelchair access ramp to the bar, <laughs> so the crowd couldn't get in. Was it in Buffalo? <laughs> we're in Buffalo. I Buffalo don't know. Wild Wings. <laughs> well, we're going back to episode one. Um, okay, sure so did. we pick up with Ben explaining how he used to work for ASCAP. And what he used to do there. Because I had a music degree, I was in a serious music. So I would get pamphlets. Um, pamphlets? <laughs> <laughs> Read the brochure. <laughs> Don't forget the pamphlets. <laughs> they call Ben the butcher. Oh, why do they call him that? Because he butchers the fucking English language. So, so good stuff. So, pass me a You're pamphlet. supposed to flow through that stuff, and I'm supposed to point it out. No, no, so we're not professionals. So, I would get this. I want a short stack of pamphlets, please. Chocolate chip pamphlets. Get a stack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my kidneys. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, your uterus is acting up again. You're hurting oh. Ben's kidneys. He's going to pee in his bed tonight. <laughs> okay, okay, where were we? You were... Oh, I got my pamphlets. <laughs> and, of course, I had a music degree. I got all the, all the college stuff. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, oh my chores. <laughs> Ow. Oh, they said my jaw hurt like this when I was away at camp. Uh, okay, so. Oh, man. 
He's so, on the woodwind. That was the same there. time he had a problem with his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so hurty? Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh. So uh, what happened was, um, you don't want to strain get... your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I would get, I would get all the stuff from the colleges, all their performances, and I would then have to categorize them, and then pay the composers. Uh, the biggest guy was Leonard Bernstein. If you're not familiar with him, West Side Story was actually his moneymaker. He made so much money. I mean, that guy was getting just from West Side West Side Story. <laughs> West Side Story. <laughs> he was getting a quarter of a million dollars every quarter. So he was getting a million dollars a year just from that. Just from publishing, yeah. Because colleges would play, you know, Maria on... What the hell? They were played on four ukuleles. And then my job was to categorize it, put it into the computer as a special type of group, and then submit a request payment. Now, the only time we did this was when... I guess the facility charged money. If it was free, we then would just they didn't let it charge go. money. Right. Now that we talked a little bit about music, we're going to try something different today with a different topic. We are. Today we're going to talk about something near and dear to all of us, our pets. We have a couple of uh, stories that Ben wanted to share about some uh, incidents he had with his cats. Cats. And Mark has some dog stories. And I have some dog stories. And I have a few dog stories. I so. have a few dog stories, too. You have a few dogs. Yeah. I thought Ben had some pig stories, but... <laughs> that was back in the day. Yeah, but you put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it looks like the girl Mark was talking to last night. <laughs> We're not talking about Ben's dating life. <laughs> oh. They called him the some rancher. Some of them are listening to this. Ben, uh, they called you the rancher. Three people. Do you think any of them remember dating you? Do you think any of them want to remember dating you? To go to therapy to forget. Do you think any of them would admit? (laughs) I'm after anyone. Unfortunately, there is proof. I do have pictures. By being offended, they would have to admit that they got out with you. (laughs) You took pictures of yourself dressed as a woman. Remember, Ben, that dream you had a long, long time ago in a Mm -hmm. lifetime far away where you dreamt that you were a cheerleader? That was a chick, yeah. Yeah, that you were a chick and you banged all your friends. Yes, and let my friends pop their cherry on me. Pop their cherry on me? Is that their Def Leppard song? Mm. Pop your cherry on me. I heard from quite a few people that that was not a dream. (laughs) (laughs) It was an odd dream. Um, Ben said he didn't go to your show last night, but he did go to your show last night. Dressed as a woman. It's a girl (laughs) that you wanted to talk to. Let me talk to your singer. Bring your singer to me now. I want to talk to your singer. I got to hand it to him. He did a pretty good job with himself that night. Get to the stage. I want to talk to your singer. So, (laughs) back to cats. Oh, my God. So, not the play. (laughs) The movie? Yeah. (laughs) Cats live in Ben's bedroom. Let's let's set this up. Okay, so let's set this up. Ben used Uh, to live with 20 freaking homeless cats, right? All right, Dan, set it up. No. <clears throat> I don't want to. 
<laughs> All right. So my ex-wife used to love cats. And we actually named the cats that we got on the day that we got them. So we had a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. Uh-huh. What about Thursday? We don't oh, talk about Thursday. Yeah, I remember that. We don't talk about Thursday. So and Saturday and Sunday, those were days off. So Friday was supposed to come on Thursday, but he didn't come on Thursday. So we kept to the golden rule. We named it on the day that we got him. So we got Friday. It made it a little bit difficult to make an appointment. I like to make an appointment on Saturday for mm-hmm. Friday yeah. and on Monday for Tuesday. But what about your kids? Why didn't that rule apply to them? Uh, she had another rule for that. Okay. And we'll move along. Okay. So we used to carpool the ex and I to work. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the F does that have to do with your cats? And we used to get 28 miles per gallon when we shared the ride together instead of separate vehicles where we had to pay extra for gas every month. What the F? Oh, that's a- <laughs> you heard that. You did look- yeah, that was, that that was, that was a pretzel ride hitting my chest. And it's quite delicious. It's part of the story. I'll Stand up to him, Ben. Yes. The evil Dan. So we would drive in together. We worked, uh, we lived out. She's east. driving in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and we worked out west. So it was about an hour drive. We were able to carpool. So we're driving, and we used to listen to Howard Stern. She was a huge Howard Stern fan. I was along for the ride. And he had mentioned that around 40, that's it. You got to wake up every three or four hours while sleeping to pee. So I'm like, oh, crap. How old were you at this point? 39. Ooh. So it was almost like that night, go to sleep. I wake up. Oh, I am covered in piss. I am soaked. And I said, holy crap, man. Maybe Howard Stern is right. You know? And and I'm a little upset with myself because I didn't feel it. So I just... I Wait, just pissed was myself. that like the dead zombie flat penises Maybe. from the last episode? Maybe. You had COVID back then. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't smell it. So. Wait, you Kristen, couldn't smell the pee? Yeah. Well, it's a joke, COVID, huh? No, well, with, uh, that, with that freaking honker uh, oh. you guys. <laughs> you could smell a fire in Siberia, man. Yeah, that would have to be the worst case of COVID ever recorded. <laughs> For all the people who don't know, uh, going back to episode two, Mark made a comment about Ben's nose and how it wasn't that his nose was too big for his face, but his face was too small for his nose. So back to my pee. (laughs) So to hide everything, I washed everything. I cleaned everything. That's because you're Hispanic. Yes. That's nothing to do with pee. So I didn't really think anything of it. I said, all right, maybe it's a fluke. The next night, I said, you know what? I'm just going to maybe not drink my mm. coffee at night or anything like that. I'll just go to sleep. Wake up. Pissed again. I'm just a puddle Into of the piss. Mic. Just the a mic. puddle of piss is around Wait, me. Wait, who is a puddle? You're a puddle of piss? I'm or in a puddle, in a puddle of piss. And now, I can't understand it that it happened two times in a row. Was it Kristen? I don't know. Oh. At this point, I'm like, wow. Now I really... I, I, There's a problem. I, I, Something's I the, going on. Something's... Not did, you have, did you have any dreams that you had to pee? No. If I did, I wouldn't remember them. You know what? So, Kristen told me that. She used to whisper to you, Niagara Falls, Great Lakes, Mississippi River. Um, she used to do that to Mark. Oh, sorry. 
got my people mixed up. And you're welcome. Grand Canyon. <laughs> Black hole. Black hole sucks. Black hole of Kokoda. Okay, so now I'm a little freaked out. So I spend the a whole Bermuda day. The Triangle. <laughs> I, I spent that whole day like, oh, okay, monitor your water. Monitor your water. Don't drink too much. Did you wear Don't like a depends or something just in case? So it didn't oh, no, I didn't have depends then. Uh, uh, I got them later on because of concerts and stuff, but that's another story. So oh, now. Oh, I was only so, kidding, man. And then. Oh, no, the I reality. still have a whole bag of depends. Someone gave them to me for my 50th birthday. So now I have even more. Good for you. How hard was it for you to pee your pants the first time on purpose when you were at a concert? And you didn't want to go to the bathroom. I, I held it in. I, had, I just had them in case. I don't think I peed in them yet. You didn't pee. wear them specifically to pee in them? No, he I, lets just other in case people pee I in. had to go. I didn't want to move from where I was. So I just held it in. I thought it was a calculated move that oh. I'm going to save myself a trip to the bathroom and possibly lose my great spot on the floor of this mm-hmm. concert. Well, I'm just going to let loose in my depends. Well, worry about it later. Uh, yeah, well, way back in the day when the Who were at Shea Stadium... I was on the ground, like maybe 30, 40 feet away from the stage, and George and Paul were with me. It was raining that night, but due to the amount of people who were on the in the crowd on the ground right in front of the stage, you didn't feel any of it. It evaporated before it hit everybody. And then the worst part was when anybody had to go take a leak, I'm explaining, Biatch, I'm setting it up, Ben. Mm. I don't have to have you prompt me. Dan, can you explain? I'm completely what? fucking lost. I got to be <laughs> yeah. honest. So with anyway. Ahead, Dan. The place is packed. You can't move. You can't go anywhere, but you have to take a leak. So what do you do? Well, there were no depends, like Ben said, way back then. This is when we were 17. Yeah. So you just had to kind of take a knee, let it out, and take a leak. And I'm telling you, they had the tarp on the grounds. That tarp, <laughs> holy shit, that was feel bad. Oh, my God. It was awful. But that's, that's what happens. It's before, like when you go to uh, New Year's Eve to in Times Square. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. move. Right. So you have to have a plan B. Judas Priest. Yeah. Well, we snuck down to like 10th row. The, or fifth we've row. got the four we seats. Really close. And then somebody had to take a leak. Oh, I thought we all did. Yeah, I know we did. I'm okay. blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just peed on right there. So we were yeah. standing up on the chairs and we just all pissed. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we came okay, with so three guns salute. Cat. Okay. Back to the cat. So now, getting back to Ben's so story, now, he's to, perplexed. Now I'm like, is there holy a leak? crap. What's going on? What is going on? I said, if this happens again tomorrow. What's going on? I got to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It is. I mean, my uterus is <laughs> leaking. Really Come on. So, the next day, that night, literally nothing. I stopped drinking like at six o'clock. No water, no coffee, nothing. I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is I grab my crotch, and I'm like, oh, shit, yes, I am dry. I am dry. I don't have to go see a doctor. Nothing is wrong with me. A sigh of relief, and then I hear, Psss, and I'm saying to myself, holy crap, I'm peeing right now, but I don't feel it. I don't feel myself peeing. This is not right. So I look down, and there's this cat looking up at me and smiling at me. That cat's been pissing on me for three days in a row now. And therefore, I grabbed that cat, and that cat was airborne. She went flying. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And that's that. 
So it turns out that I didn't have a urinary tract infection. I didn't have a bladder disease. The cat was pissing on me. You can't play too much with it. So anyway, Ben, it was the cat? It was the cat. It was my favorite cat, Negrita, Wednesday. So male or female cat? She is a female cat. Is she still around or? She is still around. Wow, she didn't She's exit like the building. 19 or 20 years. Holy crap. Cat. She's with the ex. Wow. Ah, that's so. an old cat. Mm-hmm. So that song is Waterfalls. Yes. Waterfalls. Ben just wet his little balls. <laughs> It wasn't me. I, it I wasn't me. Hey, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> it wasn't me. She just fell out of the ceiling into my bed. It wasn't me. <laughs> I just tripped and landed in her. Woo-hoo. All, right. All right. So now I have to go pee. So that's my cat story. So, um, no, she's locked up. Oh, she's locked up. Oh, I'm going to let her out because it's cruel and inhumane. She's in lockdown. She just yeah, got, I got a call from her lawyer. She acting like she did before. We're going to have to fucking keep her in lockdown. Well, her lawyer called, and she made bail. So Unless she wants to lick my toes. Yeah, she's allowed That's out. why she was arrested. <laughs> Gross. That's why you should be arrested, endangering the welfare of a poor Aminiel. So, yeah, so, I have three dogs now. Right. I have Nico. McBain. I have... He's a Pomeranian. He's a, he's a Pomeranian, uh, a large Pomeranian. He's a bigger Pomeranian. Wait, are you saying he's fat? No, no, he's just bigger. Pomeranian is usually small. He's, he's a lot bigger. Big boned. He's big. Pomeranian. He identifies yeah. as a skinny dog. He's not dog. fat, man. He's just furry. Um, I ain't fat. I'm just furry. Then there's Bella. She's about well. Nico's about I want to say oh, 12 years old, maybe 13. Damn. Bella's he's old. about four, and Gizmo and Bella's a terrier or something like that. I can't remember. And Gizmo's a, like a miniature pincher. He's a little thing, man. He's yeah. he's like three years old, but uh so which dogs are yours? Nico's is yours. Nico, Nico is, yours. is is mine. How well, do you feel about your dogs? The topic is how important are they to your family? I don't know, but you know, it's odd because I never had pets growing up. So <laughs> <laughs> I could take it or leave it at times. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy Nico, but unfortunately, and the other two dogs. Heartless fuck. <laughs> yeah, I could be a heartless fuck. I just don't have enough time to spend with them. That's yeah. that's that's the downside. But when I do chill out, I'm downstairs hanging out, you know, after work or late at night waiting for Vicky to come home. They just all chill by me. Thanks, Maisie. I'm always up early, so I go downstairs. All of them, they just all chill on me. So I sometimes post pictures that they're all just chill. hanging out on me. But when I do chill But I enjoy night. taking them for drives and all that stuff. So I enjoy their company. So you're their driver. You're their I human Uber. Their chauffeur. I just got a 10-year-old uh, Shih Tzu with fucked up teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they stick out all Is kinds of... Is he a British <laughs> Shih Tzu? <laughs> a British dog. He's got an underbite. And from that underbite, his teeth go in all different directions. But he's the cutest thing. And he's awesome. He means everything to me. And I've only had him for like a month. Um, but it's been a while since I had dogs of my own. My ex has my dogs. And I get visitation. But mm-hmm. um, this, they, this they don't one, want to see you now because they're over 17. They got lives. They're, they got lives. They got things to do. No, they love me. They go crazy when they see me. Yeah. That sounds really So, good. yeah, little Louie is, uh, is my buddy. We're hanging out. And, uh, you know, 
it's cool, man. It's fun, and it's it's great to have something to take care of, and uh, somebody to hang out with. Mm-hmm. When I come home, he goes absolutely crazy, and then he goes and runs and gets his his pizza toy, <laughs> and then he does like a little pizza parade where he'll walk to the kitchen door, and then he'll walk back to, from the kitchen into the living room, and then back to the kitchen door, and then back into the living room with the pizza in his mouth. And uh, like I'll, I'll get home, and he'll jump up, jump up, and jump around like crazy for a little while. Then he'll like remember and go running off into wherever the room that the pizza is, and he comes out with the pizza. <laughs> How many toys does he have? He's got a pizza. He's got pizza too, which is a new pizza, which which <laughs> gives him a pie. kiss. <laughs> um, and he's got a hot dog, so he loves pizza, original pizza, and he loves hot dog. <laughs> And he likes pizza, too, because I found pizza, too, in the other room one day. So he must have been walking around with pizza, too. But I got him this other, like, stuffed dog that's dressed like a spider that he doesn't really bother with. And I bought him a couple of little balls to play with, but he wants nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, you roll it, you put him and on he your just lap, looks at it. Open your zipper. Walks at it and walks away. Little balls. He could give a shit about the balls and playing, playing fetch. Unlike Dan, who thoroughly enjoys balls. He loves balls. That's right. You dangle balls in front of his face. <laughs> You're good to yeah, go. Yeah, but He's Mark, your favorite it. coffee is chin full of nuts. So <laughs> anyway, now Boo. you guys, you guys remember my dog growing up, Spot. Love Spot. Yeah, he was Spot a Dalmatian. Was cool. He was our uncle in Puerto Rico had Dalmatians bred them and sent Spot to us. It just so happens that Spot was the runt of the litter. And, oh, I didn't know and that. he had a really inventive name, too. Yes. <laughs> what do you want from a bunch of Hispanics? What are we going to call him, man? Spot? Espots. Not Spot. Espots. 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 I am Espots. Surprised you didn't call him Zebra. <laughs> no, because dog. it was fucking a leopard dog, not a zebra. Anyway, so Spot was our first dog, and he was a very cool family dog. He loved to hang out with us. He used to drink beer. My yeah. brothers corrupted him very early on. They used to pour beer in his dish, and mm-hmm. he got into it, and he loved it. And whenever we had people over, uh, you know, somebody would always give him beer, a little here, a little there, spots drunk, talking to the girls, chopping it up. Next thing you know, he's up in my room with one of Ben's dates. Anyway, <laughs> so All sadly, right. Spot passed away years ago. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, fast forward 100 years, then when Lisa and I got together, um, she didn't have any pets. I was thinking that maybe a pet would be good for everybody. So I kind of forced my hand by making her go with me to look at dogs. At first, she's very reluctant. She didn't want to clean up the, the shedding and all that crap. So we're looking for maybe a beagle. We went to a local kennel place over here, you know, sportsman's kennel. And they uh, sell dogs there, you know, purebreds. And we saw this one dog. He was in a crib. And he leaned up, and his little nubby tail was wagging. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell kind of dog is that? He's really cute. So I went over to him, and I picked him up, and it was love at first sight. I love that dog. He was great. Greatest dog ever. His name was Jackson, if you don't know. He's the English Springer Spaniel. And he was everybody's buddy. I mean, he had that personality. He was a one-of-a-kind dog, and he was just amazing. So I never had a pet like him before, where the sun rose and the moon rose around me. And he was, you know, I was the the focus of his whole existence. And that was a lot for me to handle because, you know, here's this dog. He's really sweet and just a great companion. 
And all he wants to do is just hang out with me. So no matter where I went, no matter what I did, he was always on my lap. He was a 75-pound lap dog. <laughs> you know, and you guys know he used to jump in the pool, go yep. swimming with us. He was a very social little being. And yeah, he used to tear us up in that pool. Yeah, like Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon. <laughs> you'd walk in, you dive in the pool, no shirt, and you come out, and you look like Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon, all these claw marks and blood. And, you know, it's funny. You don't feel it when it happens. It hurts. And then you get out, and there's blood. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, I was attacked by you'd the see him. You'd see him chugging towards <laughs> you in the pool. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my, oh God, my God, you try to get out of the way. And the thing was, he wasn't trying to hurt you. He was just trying to, you know, get close to you. But as a result, he chop you up like a grizzly bear. Right, because somebody I, never trimmed his nails. No, we did. <laughs> all the time. That dog, holy Christ. <laughs> that dog was on a, a bender his whole life. And by that, I mean he was always doing everything to the extreme. He had a, a thing for drinking wine. My brother Al came over. First time he meets him, jumps in the pool. with He has a red solo cup full of wine. The dog swims over, gives it to him. And that was the end of Jackson, because whenever we'd have drinks around the pool, he'd walk over, stick his nose in there, and knock it over and drink it. Yeah. Then he got more that. sophisticated. He didn't knock it over. He just drank it out of the cup. So he was, a, he was a lot of fun, that dog. But sadly, he passed about a year ago. And, uh, you know, we had Perry, a Scottish Terrier, who I think we got him about six months old, and he immediately bonded with Jack. Jack was everything to him. Hmm. So... The two of them got along really well. Perry's like a badass guy. He's like Shaft. He is Shaft. He's just a bad mother effer. Shut your mouth. Yeah. He's bad. He carries himself. He's very confident. He's the king of Scotland also. Yes. And he's, he's got his flow. He does his thing. And he's a very uh, independent little guy. But he's fierce. So... He's not cuddly and warm, but, you know, he warms up to you, he loves you, but he doesn't show it like Jackson does. Now, after Jack passed, we got another Scotty. Her name is Maisie. Lisa, my wife, picked her out. She befriended a local dog breeder, and um, we got her, and she's been nothing but amazing. Very smart dog, very Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so she's an awesome dog. Perry's not... The friendliest dog I've ever met. No, he's not, but he's a badass. He'll kick your ass. He's he bitten badass. everybody. Yeah, he's kind of keeps to himself. He just kind of does his own thing. Well, he's like, older and he has this. his routine. He nine o'clock comes, it's like, oh, time for bed. I'm gonna go jump on the couch and chill. And he does. But I know what you mean about what you were saying about Jackson. You know, and that's what I read something that about dogs, and it said that you have a job and you have friends. And all I have is you. Mm -hmm. And that's from the dog's perspective. Yeah. And Louie follows me all around the house, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually either in my office writing or in the drum room doing something or sleeping or, you know, making food in the kitchen or sitting on the couch in the living room watching TV. Or going to the bathroom in the bathroom or mm -hmm. going to the closet. And he comes in and he'll, he'll do this when I go to the bathroom. I leave the door open, and he comes walking in and he, he says, looks. flush twice, flush twice. <laughs> what the hell died in here? Oh, my God. It goes walking in. That's it, Maisie. Thank you. Right there. Right between those two toes. Yeah. <laughs> Maisie, get over here. So he comes he'll, he'll come like he'll come Mark like trotting into Ew. the bathroom and he'll he'll take a look and then he'll just turn around and leave. Yeah, most people He always would. does it. It's almost like he's just checking to see if I'm there, you know. But then he goes and does his own thing. But you know, he sleeps in bed with me, and when I get up, 
in the morning and start my day or whatever. Wait, he, like, you said he. Is that the dog or your boyfriend? He, the dog. Oh. He will either hang out or then <clears throat> he will either stay in bed and sleep later. Whoa, Maisie. Whoa. Whoa. Or he'll jump off the bed and, you know, start his day or whatever, which is usually following me around, sitting next to me on the couch. Or if I get up and I try to tell him, listen, I'm only going to be a second. I'm going to the kitchen to get something. But he comes, he follows me, and we go back and forth all over the house. And it's fine. But I bought him three beds, three freaking beds that cost me money, and he won't use one of them. He will not. I put mm-hmm. him in one. I said, check this out. It's super comfortable. Lay down. Relax. One in my drum room. So when I'm doing drum stuff, he could sit in there with me. He does not. A second after I put him in the bed, he's out of the bed. So I have three beds sitting there doing absolutely nothing. And I have a really <laughs> nice one, like a really nice pillow yeah. in my office. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He'd rather it's lay a on a moving right? blanket. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. for dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He'd rather lay on a moving blanket that I have in there. Then on this really beautiful pillow that I bought for him. So he's, mm. uh, he's like a couch dog. He likes the couch. He likes the bed. But otherwise, he doesn't like the beds. Wow. Now, so Maisie, she loves the beds. So does Perry. I never would have thought Perry was rugged because I never had a small dog before. And he's like Honey Badger. He really doesn't care <laughs> about anything. Once he gets fixated on he something. He doesn't give a shit. Honey Badger don't give a shit. Neither does Perry. Ooh. See, I, I sparked Ooh, him. He sees uh, somebody. He's a great watchdog. Yeah, Perry was the very serious dog, and you know he kept to Jackson more than he clung to any of us. Uh, Jack, on the other hand, one thing that dog had that was awesome—he always lived in the moment, and he was just happy to be there at that time. And that whole way of looking at things is really beneficial now. Because I'm looking at life, you know, you're in the moment, you appreciate it. Yeah. Don't think about the past or the future, just be in the moment. Like right now, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I think we can learn a lot from our dogs because I think having having Louie around me, it kind of does like chill me out and relax me because he's so chill. He's so cool and relaxed. But every once in a while, he'll jump up on my chest when I'm watching television and attack my face with he's his He's trying tongue. to give you CPR. So, uh, you know, I don't know what motivates him, but it's it's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Somebody's here. Hold on. Keep going. No, wait. I can start. Your wife's home. Your wife's home. Oh, hey. There's another wife's voice. I knew who it was half hour ago. Good. I think we know his wife more than he <laughs> Dan just got busted for not feeding or watering the dogs. <laughs> See what I mean about recording everything? Yeah, it sucks. You just got busted for I'm not gonna, feeding or watering I know, the dogs. I, I, I'm a fucking <laughs> cruelty to animals spokesman. Hi. I'm very cruel to animals. I don't feed them, I don't give them water. I don't give them attention. And we just had a topic about pets, you animal. Yes, I don't like pets. The only pets I like are between two slices of bread. Those are my favorite. I hate animals. F PETA. Invisible man. He just wants to keep going, doesn't he? I'm having a good time. He wants to do another four hours. Yeah. We can start recording and just talk. We're doing marathons. You know that. Marathon podcast to be edited and chopped into tasty morsels. And we didn't even drink that much tonight. And I could could take whatever's left of the last episode we did and try to 
mix it in with this shit. Well, we could just <laughs> edit the living shit out of all this stuff and come up with really good chunks. Yeah. Mighty really, do, we're really good chunks. Chunks, chum, chum. Really some chunks, some stuff on the side of the boat. Get some fish. That's a shunker, shunker, burning love. I'm a shunker, shunker, burning love. Thank you very much.